Scrooge Family Ghosts by Todd Puccio, version November 2022, Chapter 3, Part 3. Mr. Markelson was a difficult boss to be a good employee for. Fred saw much of the similar pensions in him as he saw at the firm of Scrooge and Marley. A disagreeable man with little humor, Markelson seemed to believe that the best motivation for Fred and the warehouse workers was squawking and barking at them. There were frequent disagreements between him and Dick about the proper conduct of business. The books balanced each week, and a very small profit was made, and Mr. Markelson was always dissatisfied with this tiny margin. Each Christmas, Mr. Markelson would trim out some of the usual celebration. The first year, he refused to pay for half the usual amount of food and beverage. The next year, he refused to pay for the music. Not even a single fiddler. The old tradition began to fade. That second Christmas time, Fred was surprised to hear his father in a row with Markelson in the office. Markelson was adamant in his refusal to release funds for music on Christmas Eve. Dick was usually gentle of voice and expression. His loud and angry disagreement with Markelson was brief but acute. Then he excused himself for the afternoon. Fred spent some time in the following days trying to get his father to attempt to argue about the music again, but he refused. When the Christmas Eve came, Dick followed his usual routine of that hallowed day. The baker and the butcher were scheduled to arrive later in the afternoon. Sometime in the early afternoon, Fred thought it might try, he might try one last time to ask about the music. Fred came into the office to see his father admiring a box of chocolates from a well-known shop. Dick looked up from his desk at Fred with a childlike smile and delight at his confections. He told Fred that the men in the warehouse had pooled their money and bought him this box of chocolates as a Christmas gift. They must have heard that these were his particular favorites. Dick then also acknowledged that the new scarf he was wearing, this was Fred's gift to him. It was left on Dick's chair that morning as a surprise for, from his son. Fred admitted that the scarf was indeed his gift. Then he approached his father's desk with the intention of bringing up the matter of the evening's music, and he was interrupted by a light knock on the front door. Usually business callers walked right in, and Dick absentmindedly asked his son to open the door. In the portal at the threshold was a small boy, shabbily bundled against the cold day. He began to sing, God rest ye merry gentlemen, and nothing you dismay. Dick, in an unusual turn of annoyance, curtly asked Fred to give the lad a pence and send him away. Fred did as his father asked. Just as the door closed behind the lad, Dick looked up at Fred with eyes wide. Wait! Dick jumped up from his desk, grabbed his hat from the rack, and rushed out into the street. Fred did not see his father again until it was time to shutter up the shop and begin the evening's festivities, such as they were, and sparingly expected to be. The food arrived as expected, and the warehouse floor was cleared. The men gathered around for the meal. Even Mr. Markelson managed to smile and make some small idle talk with the group. Mrs. Fezziwig arrived with her two oldest daughters, Isabel, they called her Belle, and Jenny's mother, Elizabeth. They each brought their two oldest daughters, including Jenny. 
Those two comely cousins were becoming the fine young women close to age when they would, by those Fezziwig mothers' consent, be allowed to court. Fred supposed that even in the absence of dancing, that the company of women would bring a sense of gaiety to the affair, and wholesome fun for the warehousemen. Mr. Merkelson was mildly annoyed at the absence of Dick, and decided to make a short toast to the success of the business and the workmen's efforts. He was a bit awkward, but managed the short speech well. Just as he finished, the front door opened with a loud whoosh. Dick burst into the room, and behind him was a shabbily dressed man with an old fiddle. Behind him were four ruddy-cheeked lads, each donned dirty clothes and worn-out shoes and wide smiles. This out-of-tune fiddle began screeching out some well-known Christmas songs as the boys belted out a joyous, albeit ill-harmonized, accompaniment. Often, but not always, the boys knew all of the words. Mr. Markelson was shocked into silence, and the warehousemen began to laugh at the cacophonous scene, and they approached the women with mock formality to ask them to dance. The group did manage to complete several reels, even though it meant they had to repeat some of their tunes. Understandably, their repertoire was limited. Dick danced with Ma Fezziwig as top couple. Fred, of course, paired with Jenny for most of the night. Even Mr. Markelson paired with Aunt Belle for a dance. The warehouse workmen were indeed cheered at this occasion as they danced with the women and sang along with the tattered choir. That usually rough and selfish bunch of warehousemen even invited the boys and the old busker to share the food and drinks at the table when they took a short break. Fred found a moment to retreat into the office to rest his feet from dancing and his throat from laughter. After a moment in, this, in his desk chair, he noticed a slight glow behind him. He turned to find a shadowy and lit form sitting at Markelson's desk, formerly the desk of old Pa Fezziwig. And in fact, the figure looked like Pa Fezziwig. He was staring out of the office window into the dancing group, smiling, nodding his head, and tapping his foot. The ghost, for surely now Fred could tell what a ghost was and what a ghost looked like, caught Fred's eye and spoke, Look there, Master Freddy! Your father has outdone me! That lighted and shadowy figure pointed a finger out to the fiddler and the boys. How many times did I hire Mr. Thaddeus, the finest fiddler in town, and his little band of for our annual festivity? Surely Mr. Thaddeus has found another lucrative engagement on this night. But this man and these boys have brought to this place every bit of joy that we had ever had. Fred chuckled. I bet my Uncle Scrooge would be proud. I'm sure these blokes were much cheaper. Is that all you see, Fred? You only see the expenses? That Fizzywig ghost asked. Do you not see the dividends? Fred took a close look and noticed that the boys had chocolate smudges on their cheeks and lips, and the fiddler was wearing Dick's new scarf. Don't you see? Fezziwig continued. The promise of a little food and those few gifts not only ensured that our warehouse was filled with music, but also for that fiddler and the boys 
would not go hungry and cold tonight, as they were likely to do. Yes, indeed, your father has learned well. Fred turned again to look out the window at his smiling and laughing father, whom he had not seen laugh for several months before. Then he wanted to say something to the ghost, but the specter had vanished. Fred treasured the memories of that night, for upon the new year much of that joy began to fade.